The flyover state sports show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is, is advised. Lovely, sensational, Aloysius Gavin Alexander. And I tell you what, Gavin, we had a big week in sports. And even though Beans isn't here because he's being Beans, we got to talk about it. I think Beans like- just... I think Beans just thought that, like, since K-State and KU played each other, it eliminates a game that we have to talk about or two games that we have to talk about. So, like, the the, the load has been lessened on us, like, truthfully. We just get to sit here and talk about the greatness that is Kansas State football. Um, We get to talk about our happiness and other people's demise. Um, The reality is both teams are playing with house money at this point, where both teams have exceeded expectations uh, both fan bases should be happy, even though I can be happier because we won. My hair is a fucking mess right now. I haven't gotten my hair cut since, like, before the TCU game. It's a long season. It is a long season. I haven't shaved since the TCU game. You know, if K-State, you know, beats TCU, I sh- I'll shave, I guess. Look at that hair. It really is incredible how much, like, just time of the week just football season takes up. And, like, I don't watch every basketball game. Like, I don't follow really any other sports. But, like, when it comes to football season, like, just days and weeknights are just deleted. They are just gone. And then I wonder when we get to the spring why the fuck, like, I have so much time on my hands. Well, I watch – Pretty much all the basketball games, and the Cats are losing by 11 to Butler right now. And the whitest dude you've ever seen has taken free throws, so he's going to hit both these. Yep, in the most racist way possible. Connor Turnbull, freshman, 6'10", St. Paul, Minnesota. Never heard of him, probably never will after this. Um, But yeah, so before we just talk about uh, today or the game, you know, we got to shamelessly plug our merchandise. Oh, he missed one. Let's go. We got to shamelessly plug our merchandise. Buy our merch. There's a link at our Twitter account at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S. Shameless plug over. Cats down by 12 to Butler here currently. That's why we're out here, not in the jersey room. Gavin, we braved the elements. Me and you. Went down to Manhattan, Kansas, or in my case, up. Your case, over. We went. We went to Kansas State University, Bill our Family Stadium, for a seven o'clock Sunflower Showdown. First one under the lights that I can remember. Highest stakes imaginable. Kansas State, Big Twelve title bound. If they win, KU needing to snap a thirteen-game losing streak. And to top it all off, it was in the rain. And I tell you what, it was one heck of a game. What what really like frustrated me from a fan standpoint coming into this game 
was uh, KU was like able to really KU fans were able to just completely fill that role as villain. They knew that like they got nothing to lose. They're playing with house money. They've, they've exceeded expectations, but we had everything to lose coming into this game. So it really created a lot of good banter. Um, I don't in the stadium. There's good banter between uh, K state and KU fans. Um, honestly, the uh, KU fan or KU football, not being as much of a laughing stock almost kind of made the, uh, Renewed the rivalry a little bit, a rivalry that really hasn't been a rivalry for most of my memorable lifetime because K-State has just beat the shit out of them or never really even felt like it should have been a game in the first place and we end up winning. So I was uh, happy from that standpoint to feel like I got something this year that I don't usually get. But from a uh, football standpoint, from a achievement standpoint, and from a Kansas State fan standpoint, I'm happy that we will have the opportunity to play TCU again, hopefully not lose half of our roster this time. And I'm happy that uh, you and I also get to go watch it in person. Hey, yeah, we'll fly everyone will be represented down in Arlington this Saturday, 11 o'clock. We're playing on going to game day too. Be there, be square. K-State fans, you've been waiting 10 years to try and win something. Damn near 20 to go to a conference championship game. So, you know, if you got the opportunity to go, absolutely go. We got some kick-ass seats too, Gavin. I'm just going to put that out in the ether. I, I thought so for the uh, – yeah. when you mentioned the price, I was like, oh, God, we're just getting, like, amazing seats. But that's okay. Yeah. Uncle Sam came through on that one. So, you'll, you'll get to see. But we got kick-ass right. seats. Um, But for real, though, this K-State game was – uber weird yeah it felt like the teams were super close super even for the most part k-state kind of just made five humongous plays that really changed the tide and turned it into a three-score game um realistically the huge plays were ku fumbling on the five yard line and gifting k-state a touchdown after getting a three and out uh ku getting a safety in the end zone which pretty much led to nine points off that uh, and to that token, leaving Sammy Wheeler wide open on that falling drive after the safety. And then, honestly, there was some other stuff, but, I mean, those were, like, the three really huge ones. Well, and in the middle of all of that, or right after all of that, um, you give uh, – uh, Deuce, Deuce Vaughn's scream pass yeah, was probably the biggest thing. That's uh, – yeah. Moral of the story, um, from like a big takeaways perspective, when you're the worst team on paper in a rivalry game, um, you just like can't miss those opportunities. You can't hurt yourself like that. Because realistically in this game, K-State really just never messed up. They didn't do anything to go out and win the game. They just pretty much capitalized on every opportunity that KU gave them to take the yeah, game away. Pretty much. K-State, the, the really the only thing – that K-State did in that game was they, in the first half, they converted a ton of third downs and, like, kept the offense on the field, which, I mean, like, if you don't do that, then the game is completely different. But they converted a ton of first downs in the first half, and then that led mostly to points until the very end of the first half when K-State stopped converting those third downs started, you know, having to punt the ball away. 
And to, and to K-State's credit, Ty Zentner was phenomenal in uh, the punting game. He had, like, a 70-yard punt, I think, and, like, a 50-yard punt in that. So, yeah. Yeah, Ty and – oh, I'm just uh, – though, like, from a, uh, from a KU perspective on this game, because I want to essentially cover their team first because that – I'm more excited to talk about K-State, and K-State has a game this week. KU does not. Um, Damn. This really uh, – I felt like they did a good job, or this game did a very good job um, capping off a successful stepping stone season, and this this game really was a perfect synopsis of that, where KU looked well-prepared. They looked disciplined outside of just a couple, like, key things. There was absolutely the moments where you just kind of laughed, like, oh, KU's still uh, – KU is still KU, ha, ha, ha. But also at the same time, uh, K-State's defense really had no answers for KU's offense throughout the majority of the game. And um, KU... The second half, at least. Yeah, KU high-key just kind of like dog-walked our defense down the field multiple, multiple times. The entire first half was pretty much just KU. If KU didn't start the drive inside the five, they scored a touchdown on, on that drive. Like, that's pretty much what the first half entailed. So, yeah, I mean, it was just one of those games where, and it's very, it was very similar to West Virginia. K-State really just, like, didn't play any defense in the first half. And then they were the steel curtain by the second half. So, I don't know. If that could continue, you know, that would be really nice. If they could, you know, continue that, and do it for a full game, by God, could you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, to slowly transition us to the K-State side, um, you see another, essentially just not complete game is basic is a good way to put um, most of our games outside of the Oklahoma State game for this year. Uh, you got to see a couple special teams. And Baylor, yes. You got to see a couple special teams plays, plays this uh, game, which have, pretty much uh, been non-existent for this year. Um, The offense looks, for the most part, okay. Uh, The defense plays a good half. Um, I guess where I want to start, because it's the thing that most uh, in the NOK State fans are talking about, um, this defense down the stretch kind of taking a step back. Uh, You know, the first couple of games of the season, we are sitting here like, we have one of the best defenses in the country if our offense can just like look like it has literally anything. Well, now the re- uh, now Christ himself in the form of Will Howard returning has reinvigorated this offense. And this defense has just kind of like taken a step backwards, played a couple bad halves. They're still capable of high-end football. You see that in the second half of West Virginia and the second half of this game. But I'd love to see him put together a full game like we saw for the first eight games. I, I think I think uh, this all really started, I mean, with Kobe Savage getting injured. Yes. Um, I think we miss Kobe Savage a ton more than we would like to give ourselves credit for. I think that's one of the big reasons why we're not starting games off super well, is we're just missing – we're missing a all-Big 12 second-team selection. Like, like, those don't grow on trees, to be completely honest. Right. Um, I think to uh, fully transition to K-State, I think the best thing to leave off for KU is kind of what 
who do you want to see him play in a bowl game and why is it Missouri? <laughs> I I hadn't put any thought to that. That would be an, an incredible matchup, especially because early in the season when KU was obviously going to win the national title and they had five Heisman candidates on their roster. Um, when we were getting made fun of, you know, Missouri's not bad. that good. That win means nothing. Um, now we get to go see KU play them. It'd be a cool way for them, obviously, with the old rivalry. Uh, I I would love to see that game from so many different angles. I, I too, would like to see them play Missouri. Um, at the very least, I have a very funny uh, put-me-out-of-my-Missouri meme. Or it might not be put-me-out-of-my-Missouri. Oh, it's please, it's, it's please, but it's spelled P-L-S. It's like, please <laughs> end my Missouri. And it's just a picture of the Missouri with, like, a look like a paint drawn on smiley face. Very funny. You, uh, as a KU fan, I know you didn't, like, you didn't win. Um, you didn't, uh, what's the word? Like, you didn't get to spoil K-State's parade and all that. You're still, like, leaving this season extremely happy. You're still... Honestly, I if I was a KU fan, I'd be relatively happy with how the Sunflower Showdown went. Um, you think all that? And that's still, Lance is still there. And, and Lance the, is oh still my there. God, that's Mr. Bunny. I kind of forgot about that. Honestly, being a thing, uh, wish he was not. One sec. Should I answer this phone call live on the podcast? Who is it? Throw it on speaker. Right. I'm doing it. One sec. Jesus Christ. Just let me choose speakerphone, goddammit. Technology. Hi, Trey. Welcome to the Flyover State Sports Show. Oh, shit. What's yeah, up? You're, you're, live on, you're live on air, baby. Well, hey. Uh, my ticket for the game Saturday is still available, right? Yeah, that, that's, that's your fucking ticket, bro. <laughs> your ticket. This on air. Going to the Big 12 Championship. Yay! Trick, 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 trick. You might want to text Tessa that so she can let Emma down easy. Yeah, better be Wednesday than Friday. Hey, well, I I told her that, uh, I told her to tell Emma that, like, you might not go. This was not, like, a set in stone thing. Yep. All right, Trey, before I let you go. Score prediction, K-State, TCU. So uh, two things. One, a score prediction and a beer prediction. How many beers are you going to delete before the game? At least eight. At least eight. So we're going to hold them to that. Trey's going with us. So we're going we're gonna to count Trey's beers on our social account to see if he deletes at least eight. Now he so has. Second on, Trey. Now give me a score prediction. 3120 cats. Let's go. All right. Well, thanks for the call in, Trey. You enjoy the rest of your night and get less sick because I think you're picking me up. <laughs> Happy recording, guys. See ya. See ya, Trey. You know how I know that K State football has officially peaked? Were they leading eight beers before 11 o'clock? Trey picking a score that involves us hitting multiple field goals and the opponent missing some. i love it here no um so yeah let's let's uh i guess not the most long god 
Uh, Mickey Joseph, the uh, ex-interim Nebraska coach. Did you uh, look at this? No, I haven't looked at it It's yet. in the sleeper chat. This is uh, from someone on Twitter. Let me le- read this live on air. God, this is, this is a great uh, episode so far. We're just getting info from everywhere. Former interim Nebraska head coach Mickey Joseph has been arrested and booked into Lancaster County Jail on suspicion of strangulation and third-degree assault. I think – so uh, what is it He's about a joker. He's a choker. What what is it about coaching in Nebraska that just makes you want to become a heavy drinker and st- strangle people? <laughs> I don't know. Nebraska stinks. Matt Rule have a gambling problem probably at the end of his tenure there. Uh, I think he'd get off pretty clean if he just had a gambling problem by the end of his tenure in Nebraska. Jesus. But um, no, to uh, <laughs> round us back into form with this uh, Sunflower Showdown before we go to the Big Twelve title game. Um, I was happy to see K-State take care of business. I was happy to overall at the game that we got. It does feel kind of nice to go into a TCU game, go into a Big 12 title game without us hitting our ceiling. Feels like uh, there's been something each game that we've been able to say was like consciously missing. Again, even if you want to point at the Oklahoma State game, like our special teams hasn't been here for most of the year. We haven't had that full like – Three parts of the football, nice, nicely done. It's we haven't, DP, baby. We haven't had that three sides of the football just domination that we know this roster is capable of. We've seen all three sides of the football like play well this year. Can we put it all together? Can we do it in a big game against TCU? Where, in my humble opinion, like we were up twenty-eight ten on TCU. We've obviously proven we can beat the shit out of them. We just gotta again put it together for an entire game. That's really what this like this big 12 title game comes down to and obviously our roster staying healthy and not getting just deleted down the stretch and the game would be helpful. Maybe we might be able to win the game. Now I don't respect, I don't respect TCU whatsoever. Does TC. So does TCU stay in the playoff? Even if they lose, like if they lose really close. Nope. Are you sure? What if USC loses too? Okay. Well, like, given the, like, right set of circumstances happening, yes. But, like, I'm saying in, like, a normal range of outcomes, like, TCU, this is winning in for TCU. That's the way you got to look at it. That's the way that it probably is getting phrased by the national media. I don't believe the national media is going to go out of their way to put a one-loss non-Big 12 te- champion into the playoff. That just doesn't seem like something that's going to happen. According to some retarded places – um, there's a chance that Texas jumps us for the Sugar Bowl, but also somehow a chance that we get into the college football playoff if we win. So that whole Texas thing is just not even true, by the way. I know. I because that that's not how the Sugar Bowl selects uh, from the Big Twelve. Literally says in their bylaws that they select the runner-up of the conference championship game, assuming that TCU or the assuming that TCU or the team that wins the conference championship would end up in the playoff, which they will. The only, the only feasible way that K-State doesn't make the Sugar Bowl this year is if TCU wins and then, like, doesn't go to the playoff because the committee just says to fuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which at that a- point, would you even be mad if you didn't go to the Sugar Bowl? I would almost just, like, 
be dumbfounded and like ready to just clown TCU at that point. No, um, because I wanna, I want to play in a conference that I think I I don't want to uh, play in a conference. Where I, I I don't want to play in a conference where I think we could just be Central Florida, like where we could just go undefeated and it doesn't matter because yeah, we're but not we're Central Florida in the conference. So now we already are. We, yeah, we already kind of are, aren't we? I mean, that's, that's yeah. jokes, though. New 12 team playoff. We're golden. We're good. Yes. Yeah. Golden girls, baby. Um, I have no idea if the Rose Bowl has, like, done anything with that. They got given an ultimatum yesterday to ride along or get the fuck out of here. And I don't know what happened. They're the Rose Bowl. They uh, they just, like, they're old people. They just smear tradition in your face and tell you to just do uh, what they say because they're old people. Yeah, but like all they wanted was like the New Year's uh, Day game at two o'clock East or Pacific time or whatever. I don't know, man. I would have just fucking said, "All right, fuck it, why not?" Can can we uh can we like talk about though seriously how big of a deal this game is for just recruiting national exposure? You find K State finally gets their college game day, um, and a game that they like earned their way to. Uh, re- really, this is like because Texas, you know, said we didn't earn it, bro. Yeah, Did you well, know Texas... they only have three holding penalties against them all season. Have you seen oh, that conspiracy? Jesus Christ! What? Yeah, that's that's kind of incredible, actually. Yeah, but except when you look at like the rest of the conference, like during conference play, like West Virginia's number one with like twelve. Oh. Oh, so, man. like, the Big 12 didn't call holding, like, at all, <laughs> like, this season. They just wow. said, fuck you, we're not calling holding. Um, No, basically, Texas and Oklahoma fans, you know, are mad that the Revs aren't on their – aren't just being completely biased for them because they're not getting, you know, a ton of calls. So, th- well. they're not used – they're not used to not getting all the calls. So by getting a normal amount of calls, they think it's rigged against them, which is really funny and really sad. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't, I don't care for Oklahoma or Texas. They're, uh, I don't care regardless. They can kiss my ass. Fuck them both. Yeah, I mean that in the rudest oh. way possible. Oh. Um, but no, this is a massive game. I mean, if you look at the Big Twelve, there's only been what. Two teams to win a Big 12 title over the last ever since we brought the Copper's Championship game back. It's Oklahoma and like one season of Baylor, I'm pretty sure. I love uh spe- speaking of the Oklahoma and Texas thing, I love the gra- the thing that always gets brought up that's like, you know, 80% of the conference champions since like 2000 or whatever is like Oklahoma and Texas. And like Oklahoma it's all has like Oklahoma, bro. Texas has done shit since 2009. Yes. No, that's the thing is like Texas has like five titles in there. Oklahoma has like 12. And then like other teams just have like one or two. Texas is literally this is Texas's resume since Colt McCoy b- broke his life or whatever the hell it was. Since Texas lost that natty to Alabama, their resume is. Fucking nothing. Sam Ellinger winning them a Sugar Bowl and like making it to um making it to the Big 12 title game and nothing else. That's 
it. That's that the resume. That Sugar Bowl doesn't count, though, because the SEC team didn't actually want to be there. So, Doug, I will take the SEC team not wanting to be there against K-State. I don't give a no, fuck. No, I know. I, I'm preparing now. for the when we beat Alabama narratives that are absolutely coming. So, I'm Doug, preparing. Bama, I'm talking so much shit. It is not, I don't give a fuck who's on that team if we win. They could yeah. start fucking Nick Saban at quarterback for all I care. I'm fucking – Dug in so much fucking shit if we win that but, game. But we, we can't we can't be looking forward. Um we got sure win this we game. We're locked into that game. It doesn't matter. We can already speculate about it. Nope. We we gotta focus. We gotta win a Big 12 title game. Um K-State fans on your way to Dallas, uh mentally and physically prepare yourselves for this weekend. Get plenty of sleep because we are going to wake up for game day. And then we are going to be at game day. And then we're going to be at the game. And then you're going to be in Dallas and not get back until 2 o'clock in the morning. It's going to be a long Saturday. It's going to be a fun Saturday. Uh, I'm just I'm happy to be able to have the opportunity to do this on a team that I just didn't think was capable of it early in the year. But we didn't see uh, the second coming of Christ coming out at quarterback either. So I guess um, they pr uh, Will and everybody proved me wrong. And... Here we are somehow. Um, yeah, man. Get a hotel in Dallas. Make sure you stay all fucking day Saturday. Either drink to uh, forget or drink to celebrate. Texas Live is fun as hell, and it's really close to the stadium. I think it's really close. I was really drunk yes. when I walked there last time. Um, this will ironically be the second time I've gone to K-State, a K-State game in Dallas and <laughs> one year because I went to the Stanford game and that stadium was fucking empty. Yeah, Stanford didn't travel with shit. And honestly, we only brought like we only brought like twenty-five to thirty-five thousand people. So it like half filled the stadium. Um I I do want to talk about one gross. one thing looking ahead because uh I, I truthfully want your opinion on it. We have someone biased on both sides. Um so I think this would be interesting. When we go to the Sugar Bowl, when we play in the Sugar Bowl, do you play Adrian? Um, yes, but not like that. If that makes sense. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know like I think you start. I think you start Will and like you give Adrian some goal line packages, right? Oh, okay. You or basically you, make some Adrian. Okay. You start playing Adrian. Yeah. I mean, All the right. thing I would want to avoid, the thing I would want to avoid is a Adrian like not being a hundred percent and like actually causing himself bodily harm for his last football game. Because we didn't care when Skyler did that, huh? We didn't care when Skyler did that. Eh. I thought he was, yeah, but you know, that we didn't have anyone competent to play behind him, so you know, yeah. Um, but I mean, like Adrian should probably be like used inside like the ten for like goal line stuff in that situation. Um, honestly, you could just start Adrian. I wouldn't really care. I mean that. Okay, I I should say that I wanna if we make the Sugar Bowl, I wanna fucking win the Sugar Bowl. Like, I'm gonna be pissed if we just fucking charity hand out like Adrian to to play because we wanna like end his career on a high note. Like, I'm trying to fucking win the sugar bowl and if that means adrian doesn't play a goddamn snap then i don't give a fuck 
I, I'm also like, um, I this isn't likely. I I'm just stating that like I wouldn't blame the kid. Um, for obviously everything that I've mentioned about Will Howard this year, um, incredible story, incredible everything. Um, obviously works his ass off. The coaching staff just basically like puts a uh pretty clearly or pretty like um at least I should say shouldn't say consensus but a lot of people would say he's just the better player you should just be playing him blah 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 um and the team's winning with him they're going to a big 12 title game with him coaching staff benches him for a good story that is a transfer from another school I would not blame Will Howard and I would fucking hate it if it happened if that was what forced him to go to the transfer portal I honestly think Will Howard's probably going to transport regardless. Why? He's the starter next year. I I don't know, man. Like, I just got this weird vibe where, like, he's just going to, like, see what he can do. Like, see where he can go. I don't know. I would love for him to stay, obviously. I don't know. I just get this – I get this weird vibe, and I don't know why that is. And I think it – I think I'm just – uh I think I'm just, like, scarred from Joe Irvin just leaving for Middle Tennessee State to where it's, like, it didn't really – like, it made some sense, but didn't make, like, much sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, Joe Irvin is, like, good, and he can, like, you know, play for – like, play second fiddle to Deuce for, like, two years and then be the guy. It's just like, well, he just left to be the guy. I, think I, it's I don't know. I think it's different running back. Like you're able to pretty like clearly say like, "Hey, we're gonna redshirt this big recruit we have coming in." Like he's a mobile quarterback coming out of high school. Avery is an incredible player. Um, I would love to give Avery time to grow before we plop him onto a field like we did early career Will Howard. Um, no, like I would like that too. I again, I have no basis. But why I feel this way. It and that doesn't mean he would leave either. But it's just I feel almost like you're a kid who got lambasted by a fan base for two years, and then you bring them to like where they want to go, and it's like the right opportunity to like say, Well, go fuck yourself. Like I did it. I proved everyone wrong, and now I'm going to leave because like, you didn't believe in me. I, I don't know. It, it's just this weird vibe that I have. Yeah. I, I will say from a like personal standpoint, um, this game last Saturday, obviously, like we, we, as we said, we were there. After the game, the players circle around on the infield to uh, love like, say hello. I love that by the way I do I did too that was that was awesome it was cool to get that player fan interaction that's um, my favorite part about senior day and I've missed it the last two years because I didn't go to senior day for COVID and last year during senior day for for one we lost which sucked but for two I was up in the upper deck so like I didn't get to like get close or anything. right that's I I went down to the field um when that was happening and it was um it it made me smile for everything like terrible because I was one of the people lambasting Will Howard before yep. I became a lifetime fan and just uh 
seeing like some of the players come around and they're just I don't want to say going through the motion, but you know they're saying hello, they're doing their thing. They know that they're going like back to the locker room. Will is fucking has the biggest grin on his face. He's hopping up in the stands, taking pictures with people. I saw him sign a hat for a little kid. He's just fucking Aww. having the time of his life. And it just, from a personal standpoint, just made me so fucking happy for the kid. For be, knowing that just like this dude has just been shit, just so much shit, so much crap said about him. And um, it really was on, I know it's not his senior night, nothing like that, but like it really was a great way to cap off a like just outstanding regular season and outstanding story for yeah. him as a person. Well, and... I'll say this about my bad vibes. I hope, and I, I always hope these are the kind of kids we bring into K State, right? And I get yes. that not every not every kid can do can do this, and not every kid's gonna like be afforded the opportunity to start and do this, and you have to go leave to do your own thing. Oh. That was delicious. Beautiful. That tasted so good. Mac and cheese burp. Mm. But like in the case of someone like Deuce, and potentially Will, who knows? I really appreciate guys, especially in today's climate, that go somewhere, spend time there, like legitimate time, and like go and like want to be remembered, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, want to be the hero at that. Like, like here's the thing. Like, Jalen Daniels at KU, if he stays there for, like, the entire time that he can or till like, the entire time when he would get drafted or whatever, and he, like, brings them to, like, a lot of success. He, like, wins eight games or something like that. Like, he, he's a hero. You know what I mean? Like, Todd Reesing is, like, a hero to, like, a generation of KU football fans. And, like, those are the guys I appreciate. And it's, like, like a guy like a Deuce Vaughn, like, if he stays here, even, even if he leaves after this year, right? Like, he gave so much. Yeah. He helped do so many things. And it's, like, you're a K-State hero. You're a legend. Like, you're, like, the Darren Sproles to, like, all the eight-year-old kids who grew up in Manhattan. And I hope that Will would stay and do that too. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of one of the things where it's like, you got the story and you can be the hero. You can be like the guy that so many people talk about who, you know, was the underdog and all this crap. What, so I don't know. I would, that is my implorement to Will to uh, stay and what, not enter the transfer portal, even though I'm the one who said he should, you would enter it. What, what I feel like is really special about a guy like Will, cause like, all right. And multiple, multiple other players come along this. The majority of this roster has been here through just apps, a lot of absolute just crap. If we're being honest with yeah, us, a lot of absolute ass hattery. Yes. And like, well, I mean, Will, Will's been the starting quarterback for a lot of that. And uh, for a, a large portion of that, like the reason that it was a lot of crap. And so like for seeing, cause it's, it's different when you have a guy like, you know, his name on the ring of honor at the stadium, 
uh, like Colin Klein, who's just like been here for the most part, has like never not been a part of a successful team. Like we love Colin because the person that he was. We love Colin because of the success. Like yeah, this this roster. What's what I love about this roster? What feels different about this roster is like every single player that's here in a climate of college football, like you're talking about, where it's so easy to just oh this this place is lost. Like this this place ain't it. Where uh, we just went. I don't I don't even know what our worst record was. I know we had a losing record in conference. We went for four and six with a five game losing streak to yes. miss a bowl game. I believe right. in 2020. COVID year didn't count. Yeah. And yeah. then and then last year happens, we lose Skyler for part of the season. Just a lot of not going well. To see a lot of these seniors, um, super seniors, a guy like Will just stick around and I don't I don't want to say house money. I don't want to look at it that way, but like nobody thought coming into this year we'd even be playing for a Big Twelve title. I didn't think after the TCU game we'd be playing for a Big Twelve title, but here we are. Hats off to the seniors. I got nothing but respect for pretty much everybody on this roster. Um, it's an incredible story, and I'm just happy to be a fan during this time. Absolutely. And, I mean, two things. One, this is absolutely going to come off pretentious, pretentious as fuck. Um, but, I mean... This is this is what it means to like I mean like this is kind of the thing when you're a fan for a team like K State stuff like that like we're playing for a conference title game and that's really special and like those moments are really special and it's sad that there are fan bases out there like you know just going to pick Alabama out of a hat because they're projected to go to the Sugar Bowl against us by pretty much everyone and their dog. It's really sad that the potential to win a conference title and play in a Sugar Bowl means so much to one fan base and almost nothing to another fan base. I think that is... Yeah, I, I, I think I hit the nail on the head when I said it first. I think it's just really sad, like, that it means – that we're at a point where that means nothing. Um, Because I don't think it means nothing. I think it's a very – I think – I think being able to hoist a trophy of any kind by the end of a season, like, being able to do that is just, like, regardless of what it is – Obviously, like, I hate bowl games. A lot of people just, like, you know, those six-win bowl games where you're hosting a... Uh, I mean, like, I, I, I get not getting up for those, but, I mean, like... Legitimate dude, Like, the Sugar Bowl is one of the iconic bowl games. You know what I mean? Like, that's a special game. Like, your conference championship game is a special game. And, like, I... It bothers me, I suppose, and confuses me that you would ever take something like that for granted, if that makes sense. Because, again, yeah. like, look at Texas. They win a natty in five and go to a national title in 09, and it's been 13 fucking years, and they haven't done anything. They played for one conference title, and it's just, and, like, one Sugar Bowl, and it's just, like, my God, man, like, these games mean something. 
And like, I don't know. I'll get made fun of and say, oh, well, it's because you guys don't win fucking anything. And it's like, yeah, we don't win fucking anything. That's why that's why we celebrate winning games, man. Yeah, I there's and I don't want to hear shit from all of those other fan bases because they don't have the one thing that we have. And uh, I forget who the other team is, but um, I would like to win a national championship. Oh, in a, Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia thank Tech you. doesn't have shit either. Yes, but like. I don't want to hear shit about, like, you guys never win anything. Of course you appreciate it. Like, Jesus Christ, guys, I want to make stepping stones till winning, a, till winning a fucking national title game. Get off my case here, okay? You other fan bases that have done things that matter. Like, go fuck yourselves. Let us enjoy ourselves. Well, um, those fan bases won fucking, like, men's gymnastics anyways. I, I hate how like, some of those, I mean, no, yeah. But um, I think that uh, we've pre- pretty well covered this game. Obviously, we'll be down there. Uh, there'll be content coming out from uh, Boots on the Ground in Arlington. Um, we can talk about the Chiefs. Uh, um, and then I think move us on to uh, hot takes and get us out of here. Well, I tell you what, Gavin. You're not going to skimp out on a score prediction from me, right? Oh, man. Um, so... Um, God, I, I, I want to quote one of the um, probably like top five hundred like smartest person I know, um, and uh, Jacob Land saying something that like really stuck with me about this coaching staff. I've talked, I've talked some shit on this coaching staff. Um, I still like uh, have my reservations around like process and when we gave Kleinman an extension, all that. But at the end of the day, like. What and what J- this is uh, Jacob's words, and I agree with it wholeheartedly. I trust Chris Kleinman to win the big game, to like get us up and get us ready for like the big game. Now, big yeah. 12 title game is kind of weird because you know you don't get to blow a two lane game before to prepare for it, but at the same time, like <laughs> I I trust Chris Kleinman to get the best version of K State football that's possible out this week, and with that, I think, uh. 45 to 27 Kansas State. Wow. Yes. So this is what I'm going to implore. If if you listen, if anyone out there playing in the game on Saturday is listening, this is this is my message to you. And we are being very uber homerish for this, and I don't care. There, you have an opportunity. So not every person ever gets the opportunity to be remembered, right? Mm-hmm. Like in sports. There's there's a ton of really good players who don't get remembered for fuck anything. Like K-State, like what a Big 12 title in basketball in like 2018 was 18 or 19? I can't even remember. I think it was 19. And guess what? The people that get remembered are Dean Wade, Kamal Stokes, Barry Brown, Xavier Sneed, and McCole Maywee. And you don't get remembered for that unless you were a starter, right? And the thing is, is for K-State football, you win this game and you're a hero for fucking ever. You look at the if you look at the West Side press box, 
there's a conference championships tab, and there are two entries. There's 2003 and 2012, and everyone remembers those two teams. Yep. They're the thing of legends. Everyone fucking talks about them. Stand up for the champions, you know, 11 and 1 team, you know, all this crap. And they get brought back every five to 10 years, every single time. All the dudes who like were playmakers during that time on those teams is in the ring of honor. Like, if you want to fucking put your name in the fucking stadium, you want to fucking you know, come back every five years, you know, to talk about how big your nuts are. Uh, you win in a conference championship. You win the fucking game this weekend. I don't know if players were watching for this. They brought the 10-year anniversary Big 12 championship team back from 2012. They brought that team back, and that team got equal or better cheers than the actual players in the fucking field. Yep. So, again... Are you going to win a national title this year? Fuck no. Are you even going to win a Sugar Bowl this year against a depleted Bama team? Probably fucking not. But this is your one opportunity to etch your name in fucking lore. You want people to remember the last name Anudike Uzama? You want that shit on the fucking Ring of Honor? You go out there and get three sacks. You want people to forget, like the lacklusterness of like the last two years whatever you want people to remember Malik Knowles and Philip Brooks, like as more than just some guys who were a lineage in the punt return dynasty, you go out there and get a hundred yards and a touchdown. You want everyone to completely forget about how awful you were for goddamn two years. You know, you go put Will Howard up in the fucking ring. You go win the fucking game. You want to be Darren Sproles? You want to be in that convo? You go rush for 100 yards if you're Deuce Vaughn. And I think, I think, in my personal opinion, it's two things that are getting played for differently. If you're TCU, you're playing to win a national title. If you're K State, you're playing for legacy, if that makes sense. And I think that matters. And I think that's why it will be close. And I really genuinely think this is going to be a Friday Night Light situation. I think it's a, I think it's a 35-34 ball game where TCU wins because I don't think I trust our defense quite enough. I think it's a, you score the game-tying touchdown, but you go for two for the win, and you just don't get it. I think it's Friday Night Lights. I I do have a personal... Um, what's the word? Right. Something to admit with this. No, just something, something to admit with this game. And it's something as a K-State fan that has me very, very, very fucking scared um, for my own mental health and sanity. Um, the Michael Scott gif, uh, except the opposite. I am not ready to get hurt this time, Sam. No, because you're there. I'm it's not ready. Really hurt. It's going to really hurt. And I mean this truthfully, Gavin. I, When I say this feels like a Friday Night Lights game, I genuinely mean it. And I think there's going to be a lot of hurt. 
I think a well, lot one of team are absolutely going to be a lot of hurt. So both teams are playing for a lot. Um, I, I, a lot of what no, you said. For I, I TCU, know. Yeah, a lot of what you said for TCU still or for us goes for TCU as well. Yeah, and I I I just feel like they already have like their legends and shit. I don't know. I I don't know. I I'm probably wrong on that. I'm probably being super biased. But again, I we got to where we need to go. I dreamt about going to this game this entire season. And it's just not games that K-State usually wins. Yeah. Is these games. And so I think the manner in which we will lose will hurt. <laughs> now but I'm confident. I don't trust TCU. Fuck TCU. I've also never I've K-State is a smooth one and one in games in Jerry World that I've been to, so smooth one and one. Oh, Jesus. What's your so, our, uh yeah, I think uh I'm excited. I think that's a good I'm way to you, dude. sum it up. I I wouldn't miss this game. I I know one of our friends who will remain nameless and might have called it into the show. I know that he said he might not have gone because he was sick, and I would not have accepted that for myself. I would have to be I would have to be dead to not go to the game, and I would have requested entry via my friends if I was dead. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is this, this is, is probably the biggest game K-State's gonna play for a long time. This because is, um, it's, it's going to take a while for K-State to legitimately it's gonna take a while for the Big 12 to recover from OU and Texas not being there. Like, uh, just to be completely frank and transparent and blah 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 blah. Not even from that standpoint, but, like, in our lifetime, like, when K-State goes on the, like, crazy tournament run um, in basketball, nobody really expected us to actually keep going. It was just really crazy because we kept winning games and we beat Kentucky and it's, like, all, all feel good. But nobody expected us to, like, end out, like, with a trophy, with really anything um, you win a Big 12 title the next year, but Big 12 title regular season game uh, titles are kind of weird because you never you don't play the game, right? And this is that 2012 uh, team. We beat Texas for the Big 12 championship, but also like we we beat Texas. It's not like we won a Big 12 championship game. Like this is the one game to win everything in terms of like a one game win or lose. What you can take home um, is. I don't think it's a hyperbole to say it's uh it could be the like greatest the biggest K-State game of our lifetime that we will remember. I mean, I would say it is. I mean, like I was 7 when K-State beat Oklahoma. Right. I was 5. Oh, uh, 03. Like I mean, yes. let's let's be honest. We've seen K-State play one and a half all the marbles games, right? Like yes. Texas is kind of a happy cuz it's like you win like but like they they're not playing for the marbles. 
the only other game that we're really playing for marbles is uh, the Oregon game, the Fiesta Bowl. I mean, that's pretty right. much it, right? Yep. So, I mean, again, yeah, like, I get it. Like, it, it, it's the biggest game that you or I have probably ever will ever go to for a long time. I can't think of what the next one would be unless, well, you know, the Cats make – I mean, if you make the 12-team playoff in the future, then yeah. Actually, wa- walking back everything I just said, it's not fair to uh, second year in the system, second year with his uh, same offensive coordinator, Heisman contender uh, Will Howard next year once he leads us to the promised land of a big, of a national championship. But – um, so we will be if Will uh, Howard playing. won us a natty. I'll get a tattoo of it. Tell you what, <laughs> I'll get a back tat. Fuck of yes. Will Howard. If he, you know what, this is just a promise. If a quarterback ever, if someone obviously a quarterback would have to lead us to the fucking title. If we ever win a national title of football, I will get the fucking quarterback fucking. I'll get a back tat of the quarterback fucking raising the trophy with like Willie or some bullshit with the entire roster on my goddamn back. That is my promise. So if Will Howard leads us to a national title, I will get a fucking mural of Will Howard fucking on my back for a tattoo. That is my promise to you. Yeah, I, I, I think I think uh, I have your promise written down, uh, so I can hold you to that. Um, but I think uh, this wanna, is a perfect. You want to fucking like? I can get like Will Howard, and you can get like Willie, and like we can have the fucking CFP trophy. Like you know, we put our backs together. Oh you know, it makes like a fucking big ass mural. Maybe like you, me, and like some other folks. We can just make like. We can get like the whole fucking team across our backs or some bullshit like that. Let's get there first. Well, let's I can there. joke about it because I know we're not. Yeah. God. Let, let's talk about the Chiefs and close this thing up. Fuck. Dude, no, we're not talking about the fucking Chiefs. We played Bryce Perkins. I don't give a fuck. That, okay, no, that's fair. I was actually just going to generally talk about the Chiefs. The only takeaways um, I have right. from the Chiefs is our coaching staff absolutely fucking sucks at identifying talent on special teams and playing players on special teams. Please stop putting Skywar up punt. You know, isn't it a crazy concept that a dude that didn't return punts and didn't field kicks in college just like all of a sudden isn't just all world at it when he comes to the NFL? Imagine, imagine needing to like have experience before playing the highest level of football as a punter. They just keep putting him out there. Just like, ah, he'll figure it out. Like I, I've never seen a coaching staff, a team or whatever. I, you can say responding from adversity, like fine, whatever. But like, you also shouldn't just like bring on your own adversity. You also just shouldn't like intentionally hurt yourself so you can dig out of a hole. This you know, like when we had Tyreek and this offense was explosive and we were like, we almost functioned better, like after a holding penalty, like we needed to get like a longer down in distance. That way we had more room to operate. Like that was how this team fucking works. And it still works that way. We just like have to dig a hole. So that way we can dig out of it. That's we can't, if it's first and 10, like we're not scoring has to be yeah. like 
third and long, we have to dig ourselves into an insurmountable hole for most teams. That way we can do some bullshit, run around like Jack Sparrow, and then throw it to a four-string tight end who's folding chair open. Chiefs. I'm getting compliments on the K-State basketball team, so that's why I'm so distant. Compliments? Yeah, Drew, Drew like, oh, texted me, and he said that he liked what he saw from the team. And honestly, K-State's only losing by seven right now. We might come back in this game. Yeah, well, I, I, I know that Mr. Cash has a burp. God, I'm gassy. I should not drink that soda. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. Uh, back to me. Um, no. I know he's got K-State plus three. So he's talking to me about how they need to make a push out of this timeout. And it's like, well, I would like to just win the game. <laughs> Generally. Um, to me, um, honestly, the biggest thing with the Chiefs is the Rams' defense is still really good. So, like, I'm not uber mad about it. But the red zone efficiency was really, really bad. Or whatever. Really bad. Coming out of uh, – the Rams game. I mean, like they went like one for five on touchdowns inside the red zone, or maybe it was one for six. I can't remember. Mom's threw a really careless pick. Yeah. Like it's just one of those things where it's like, it didn't really feel like we were super buttoned up, but I think that's just because we didn't care and we we're playing Bryce Perkins. So it didn't matter. Yeah. Oh, um. Yeah. Bryce Perkins. I really liked Bryce Perkins at, like, Virginia as just, like, a general college quarterback. I thought he was, like, fine. You know what I mean? Like, he was whatever. Um, He is an awful NFL quarterback. Have, um, have you heard the, like, um, I don't want to – I don't even know what to call it. So, the, the Rams have had, like, some of the best injury luck in the NFL over the past, like, you know, however many years, um, just been kind of been the case. It's kind no of honestly, what the fuck? it's kind of been like a joke, whatever. Um, but that's a foul. What the fuck, bro? Case is getting boned right now. Um, but uh, so this this Rams team sells essentially all of their depth. They get rid of all of their picks to just build around a couple superstars. Uh, luckily, win a Super Bowl with it. Now they're falling apart. But coincidentally, uh, the Minnesota Vikings actually hired the like head of like sports medicine and player recovery that the Rams had over like the last couple years, where they've just been like super lucky with injuries. Now, oh. coincidentally, this witch doctor that has left now went to the Vikings, who are also like completely healthy, recovered, all of that shit. Um, Dalvin I was, Cook on the roster, no. I less. was I was told that Dalvin Cook's shoulder like didn't have a shoulder; he just has one, just on his uh, opposite side. But like this Rams team loses this dude, falls apart. Uh, this Vikings team acquires the witch, him. Bro. I weigh him versus a duck. This I. Does he weigh the same as a duck? That's all I need to know. The, uh, the Chiefs need to go hire this dude. Um, any NFL team needs to be giving this dude head, like head coaching money. If we're like if if Jeff Saturday is a head coach, then like this player uh, and like a uh, health dude needs to be a fucking like GM. Just, Just let's get so this dude. Get 
if your Bro, roster you, could stay healthy for the whole year, wouldn't you pay a GM just like you just GM? hire a babysitter for head coach, so you can spend your head coach head coach money on the trainer? Fuck yeah. Bro, I that is really funny. No, the Rams, the Rams just got really old really fast. Um, and that's kind of one thing that I just want to uh point out to any viewer who's like into sports but not like into sports if that makes sense like anyone who like is ingrained in sports culture like knows that the nfl stands for not for long and like things change uber quick um so that's really all i want to say to everyone there is things in the nfl change fast as fuck like two years ago the Tampa bay bucks probably have the best roster in the NFL, they're primed to, like, win a Super Bowl. They're primed to probably, like, go to another one. And two years later, the entire roster is falling apart because of cap and age. Yep. And, And, like, the Rams pretty much turned into pumpkins this year. And a lot of that is injury. So, I mean, but, like, who knows, like, who comes back after this year? You have no draft picks. Like, again, things change. Wick as fuck. Like the yeah. Jets fucking sucked last year, and now the Jets are a playoff team. Yep. The uh Denver Broncos trade uh their entire future and soul away for a downgraded quarterback. It's just Lol. fucking uh is this league is insane and it will always yeah. be insane. The, the, the NFL is the one true league of parody. And yeah. if you can't like compete and make the playoffs one every like four years you're you're a, you're a dumpster fire yep like the jets not making the playoffs in 10 years is a complete disaster like the lions yep. and the browns make the, you don't have to win any games like i'm not asking you to make win games but like the browns like not making the playoffs for forever and like the broncos not even making it for six years like bro you fucking suck yeah like it's an organizational, uh, just like ineptitude from the highest level. Yeah, like everyone makes the fucking playoffs, like every yeah. five years, unless you're a dumpster fire. Yeah. And so the only dumpster fires are the Jets and the Broncos. Yep. Because everyone else has fucking made it. Like even the Giants, like squeezed one more playoff appearance out of Eli Manning with OBJ. Um. Yeah. But. Geez. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't even know who the Chiefs are playing this week. Like dead ass. Are they playing the Broncos or somebody else? Oh, this feels like the time where we play the Broncos, then we have another game, then we play the Broncos again right after that. It's not the Broncos. Oh fuck, it might be it's the not Broncos. It's not the Broncos yet. Because we play the Broncos like New Year's Day or something, and we play them two yeah. weeks before that. Right. So I think next week is the Broncos. This week is somebody else. It almost feels like this would be a Texans week. Which is someone not good. Uh, <laughs> Man, Gavin, you want to take a guess how wrong I was saying it was someone not good? The Bengals. It is the Bengals. I completely yep. forgot about that. All right, so uh, we actually have to talk about that game. Um, fuck us. We forgot. Holy shit. AFC Championship game rematch. Uh, that's a big one. Yeah, it is a massive game. It's in Cincy too. I know, and I know Cincy's been playing better all this. Um, they might be getting Jamar Chase back. 
I still feel like the, like, on paper, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like, this Kansas City team is still, like, a tier or even two tiers above where the Cincinnati team is right now. And um, I don't really see the Cincinnati team getting crazy better over the next couple of years. Um, I got this. Our, our, our team fucking feels like we just play the NFL at a different speed and a different way. And these all these fucking cheat codes. One team just one team is going to plop out here. Let's assume Jamar Chase is healthy. They're going to come out here with uh, a like a extremely improved and improving offensive line. Um, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins out at wide receiver. Tyler Boyd, who's a perfectly fine number three. Joe Mixon, Smajit P. Ryan at running back. And the Chiefs are going to compete with them with Jody Fortson. It, the Bengals are a very interesting case study in the fact that, by God, like their offense should be putting up like greatest show on turf numbers. Yes. And for reasons unbeknownst, to anyone they're just zach taylor. yeah zach taylor's really a war criminal isn't he yeah um cincinnati probably should not have made that super bowl last year i think now it would make more sense if that makes sense yes yep. for this year it, it feel <sighs> this is what sucks about sports it really feels like since he made that super bowl a year early and now every the secret is out now, and like they'll probably not get back for a minute just because you know what I mean. Yeah. Yes. And like that's just how sports works too. Like K State made that fight the Elite Eight run in eighteen. It's like yeah, but we're a year early. Yeah. On that run, and like you don't always make it back to where you were the previous year. Um. I think the Bengals are just a bad matchup because that offense can match Mahomes punch for punch. And I think, and they, I mean, they got our number. Like Mahomes has never beaten Joseph Burrow in a football game. And I know that like quarterback duel is like stupid. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's obviously not just the quarterback versus the quarterback, but that Bengals team definitely has enough confidence to win that game. And I think that's, I think that's something that you really need to <laughs> look out for. I, I think them being at home is also a massive advantage. I know that that was a huge like aspect of them winning last time. And the way that they won the last couple times was Chiefs got up big, Bengals came back, Chiefs didn't win. And so I think... Uh, I think you're kind of all out of excuses if you're Kansas City. Yes, I agree like, with that completely. You gotta, you gotta go and win this game. Like I, this, this game is a big like need to win because if you don't win, you start getting the here we go again. Like oh my god, Mahomes can't beat Joe Burrow. Yep. And honestly, you got two teams in Miami and Buffalo on your ass. For first place in the division, and you first can't just give that away. Yes. Um, <laughs> also, you want to make, make sure that the uh, AFC playoffs are going through Arrowhead at all costs. So you, can't, gonna you can't lose this game. What's going to frustrate me about this game is like, 
Kansas City fan, a lot of Kansas City fans, um, a lot of fans of just good teams in general. Um, and the Kansas City Chiefs are worse about it than any team I've ever seen because we have a distorted view of what uh, like replicatably good football looks like because of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Like we shoot ourselves in the foot more than any great football team that I've ever seen in my life. And it doesn't matter. We just like figure it out. But like, this is the, yeah. this is the type of game where when we are talking about that midweek, like when we're talking about putting a player that can't do punt returns back to punt return consistently and why that's actually a bad thing. This is the type of game where like that ends up actually costing you. It's not like you just dig yourself out of a hole playing Bryce Perkins and like everything is fine. Um, We shot ourselves in the foot in the Bengals game in the playoffs and like we can pretend that everything's fine. What I want to see, what I would hope to see from this Kansas City team, um, learning from our mistakes, maybe. And this, I know this is a crazy take for Kansas City football, but like maybe we could see a buttoned up Chiefs team like just kind of ever this year that'd be kind of cool if we ever did something like that um that's what i want to see i want like from a high level i just want to see something that like rational people would view as replicatably good football not digging ourselves into third and 18 and then hitting our four string tight end folding chair open like 60 yards downfield i'm not talking about that i'm not talking about like fucking up special teams anything like that just like all the, like everything that should work for this team working, not shooting yourself in the foot. Just let's see a complete game from one of the best teams, best coaching staffs, best rosters in the NFL. It's all we're asking for. Just like meeting expectations. That's what I want to see. I think Andy has been scheming this fucking game up for I know. an entire year. And I think it's just going to work because Andy's a genius. I I understand that, but like you scheming you scheming a four string tight end open, like sure, okay, maybe that's replicatable. But you shouldn't be just like like we we are one of the most undisciplined special teams teams I've ever seen in my life. Oh no, I I get it. I I think I think Kansas City is too inconsistent on a play by play basis to actually like win the super bowl this year right i think we're capable of buttoning buttoning it up we just have to see it oh yeah like i i get that but like i don't we we didn't see it against buffalo and like if that if that was gonna happen it was gonna be that game yes in my opinion but we didn't see it against buffalo and honestly we really haven't seen we didn't really see buttoned up versus the chargers I mean, you need a Mahomes, Kelsey last drive to win one, and then a pick six on the one yard line to win the other. So I don't really think that we saw them buttoned up there. I know we sure as shit didn't see us buttoned up against like Indy. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's just a lot, there's a lot to be unbuttoned. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I, I just don't feel like Kansas City is going to be buttoned up this year. I feel like, it, it again, this feels like a game where it's like, all right, Andy has decided, like, we're pouring our heart and soul into this game. Like, this is one we got to get, and Andy will get it. And then, like, who knows what happens after that. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree with you. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think... I do think Kansas City actually gets this one. 
The more I think about it, I think it's really close. Oh my god, Butler is up by twenty. They're on a thirteen to nothing run. That sucks. Um, but yeah, I think this one is close. I think it's like thirty-one to twenty-eight or something like that. Yeah, I I was gonna say thirty-one twenty-one. So I mean, we're same ballpark there. Um, I think the Chiefs handle business. I think we come out saying the same thing we do about the Chiefs every week, and that's just kind of will be the reality until Maybe. we go inevitably go to a playoff game. Shoot foot one too many times yeah okay so now time for the weird part of the show obviously i don't got any real hot takes um i do want to pose you a question okay and i guess this will replace beans's thought provoking moment so i listened on the radio this is actually two questions I really don't even want to ask you the second one because, like, I already know your take on it. Okay. But, like, I'm just going to ask you the second one first. So I'm listening to the radio. I finally find a sports station to, like, listen to on my way to and from work. It's, like, 24 hours, like, Fox Sports, whatever. (laughs) Excuse me. And, like, I'm listening to the guys and, like, hey, so you go on, like, a trip with the boys, right? It's like a football game. They're going to like the Niners game or something this week. And it's like, do you like, like you, you get like a hotel room and it's like, are you like sharing a room with one of your boys or are you just to like save money or are you just get in your own room? And like some of the guys on the sports show were like, oh yeah, dude, I'm just like getting my own fucking room. Like I want my own room. And it's like, are you fucking crazy? Oh, no. Come on, man. Bro. Fuck off. All right. Well, I guess this is a hot take now. Um, I'm sharing the room like every fucking time because the hotel room is like only where you sleep. Yeah. So that that's my thing. It depends. A, it depends on length of your trip. Um, depends on like what you're going to do, like where you're just generally. If I'm going to a sporting event where like I'm going, like I'm going there for the sporting event, like maybe we go out one night, whatever, like sure. But if we're going just like generally on a vacation or like going, like an all inclusive resort to Mexico where like I don't know, maybe I bring a female up to my room. Like that's just where I would like it kind of depends to me. Generally speaking, the majority of vacations that I go on, I'm sharing a room. Yeah, I, okay, well, let's just get it off the chest right now. Um, Airbnb is, like, more of the move anyways. Yes. I would be trying to find an Airbnb before a hotel room. But, like, if if my options are, like, the fucking Hotel 6 in fucking Dallas, and it's, like, 150 a night for a room... There is no goddamn chance I'm paying for one room by myself. I don't know. Am I am I cheap for that? Am I like yeah, I don't know. Yes and like, no. Am I? Yes and no. Um like I don't want to I don't want to pay for one room. Like that that just seems ridiculous. Like when we went to Vegas, like Trey snores like a fucking bastard. But like I wasn't going to fucking pay for a room for fucking 3 nights by myself. 
be fucking I, damned if I did that. Fucking shit, goddamn room. I don't know. From a personal standpoint, I'm also like 0 for 1 this year on single bedroom hotel rooms. So, um, we oh, also Jesus got that going. Christ. I will, uh, I, Jesus Christ. I, so maybe that's the other portion of it. Airbnbs are just like, they're the, better and they're like the same price. That That's the thing for me is it's like your biggest argument is like saving money. But in my, like, I, I rented an apartment this year that was the same exact price as a two bedroom, except it was just a one bedroom because that was what they had available. Like a lot of times the price just doesn't really change. So like if the price isn't changing, I'm just getting my own room. So that that's yeah, where my no, like, I get that. Yeah, I, I get that. If, but like the thing is, is like if two beds and one bed cost the same, but you and your boy are splitting it. So you get for half off. Like that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, like, that, that the if that's the like case, a, then yeah. And uh, the the one guy brought up that like he's fucking like he would split the room and then use the extra money to like buy kick ass tickets to like the sporting event he was going to. Okay, that's fair too. Or like um, gamble the extra money. I the one exception to this entire thing. If I'm going on vacation with my family and I have the option to, like, and I, I'm assuming, like, when you're going on vacation with your family, this is where that, like, it's not a sporting event. Like, you're just going on a vacation to do vacation things. Like, I'm trying to get my own room. I don't want to be in the No, same room I like get that, too. Family. And the, the other aspect is, is you got to, like, know who you're going with, too. Yes. Like, I'm not sharing a room with, like, all my fucking friends. You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't want to share a room with all of my friends. Or like any, like, for instance, if I'm going somewhere and it's like me, Aaron, Trey, like you and Hitch, and then like Hitch brings like two of his friends from like Kansas City from work or like Trey or something like that brings them. I don't want to sleep with like their friends. I don't fucking know them. That's their job, is to sleep with their friends from work. Like, I'm sleeping with my boys. I also genuinely feel that, like, boys, like, it's way easier to, like, and again, this is probably only because of our experience of who our friends are. But, like, I don't know anyone from college that I genuinely would, like, want to fucking, like, go share hotel room with. I feel like that's more of like a, hey, I grew up with you, like, you know, in the same goddamn town for 18 years. So, like, I I know, I know what you're about. Like, I'm good with it. Yeah, we're gonna, we're, we are going to exist in the same general area for the greater cause of decreased um spending. So, yeah, like, dude, I love my work friends. Like, I love those two dudes. I love Waleed, love Jared. Like, great guys. Don't know if I'd want to split a hotel room with them. I would, because, like, I trust them and would want to save money because I'm a broke bitch. But, like, at the same time, like, it would be it would be weird-er. Yeah. So, so I got to bring up the second argument, right? Okay. And this is going to make me – this is going to make me look disgusting. And, like, I'm prepared for it. Like, I already, <laughs> I already get it. So – I got offended at this take, and I don't know what that says about me as a man. Oh my god! Nope, we're we're good. We saved ourselves. 
Oh, Ali Oop, we're only down by 12. Too bad there's only five minutes left. Um, I'm listening to the radio show on Monday. And they're talking about Thanksgiving, like leftovers. And they're talking about how Monday has to be the last day to eat Thanksgiving no. leftovers. And I sat there and they were like, yeah, bro, like, Thanksgiving's Thursday. You got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, Monday's got to be the last fucking day. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, am I fucking disgusting? Because, like, I still have leftovers, and I'm still planning on eating them, like, Tuesday. And, like, I just finished them today. Like, it, it, like, they, they've been, like, I finished the last of my Thanksgiving leftovers, like, today, Wednesday. November 30th. Like, does that make me disgusting? Am I a bad person for that? No. Um, I'm so there's two sides of this for me. The first part is um fuck my family because I know that I've <laughs> I've realized that I've grown up in life like completely at the point where I can go to a family gathering and I don't just like default get like asked, hey, do you want leftovers? Like, why the Wait, fuck would really? you stop asking me that? There's still Bro, the same forced to take leftovers there's still the same amount of leftovers they are not changing there's not a new kid in college there's no new kids that were being born nobody died like no variables have changed we have the same amount of god fucking people Wait, here you don't get asked what the fuck that's what i said i went home from thanksgiving with god fucking nothing and i was like what the fuck guys i'm gonna have to cook like what the Dude, fuck do you think i what? do that that's wild that's, that's what me. yes that was what because, i said like, ever ever since like i went to college it's like oh you want anything and then it's like here's some fucking tupperware take what you want i don't even get divvied out like they just like the ants kind of divvy out kind of what they want and then i just get whatever the fuck is left like that i could take no like i so got a whole fucking like ciabatta like fucking deal of macaroni and cheese and like mashed potatoes like a whole fucking ciabatta container no and so like i got it... like a i got like a ciabatta container full of like ham loaf and turkey that's just bullshit because so even the way it worked before is like like i would um like I, i'd have my ways you know like go out go around this still but like generally speaking after we would make a meal like grandma would just like get a plate and just like you know tinfoil around it with like a plate yeah. of extra food, whatever. But then like there would never be a same amount of food on each plate of leftovers. Like you know each grandchild that she loves more gets more food or less. Like vice oh, okay. versa. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So that's like that's how you figure out the power rankings of grandchildren. But <laughs> were you um, ever number one? Well, no. What? Well, oh yeah, no, I was the one. Like I was, I'm the oldest and best grandchild. Like you know how it goes. But, oh, yeah. um, but so no, like this time, like no plate, no nothing. They're just like, there's no fucking leftovers. Like I'm not even here to the, I had to cook food the day after Thanksgiving. What the fuck is up with that? <laughs> like this, that's supposed that's to, there's so like multiple up. days of the year where you're just not supposed to cook. Like you were just supposed to delete food that you, your fat ass was too like fat to still like choke down yesterday. <laughs> And the day after Thanksgiving, that Dude, black Friday, you're supposed to go and like be belligerent and just an asshole to the rest of society. Come home and eat Thanksgiving leftovers and make yourself feel worse about yourself. And like I posted up inside my house and made my own fucking food. 
Ah, God. Yeah. Just, dude, yeah. how does that happen? You're preaching to the choir. I don't know. Ask my family. You got their contact oh, information. DM them on Twitter. Tag them with the account. Assault them with all of our viewers. I don't know. Like, if you're listening to the podcast <laughs> and you follow my grandma on Twitter, first, props to you because my grandma doesn't have Twitter. But second, like, DM or ask her ask her how Wait, your mom is Instagram. I follow your mom on Instagram. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was. Yeah. Should we drop her? Well, K State's down by eight with four minutes to go, like, and about to I, shoot a one, about to shoot an and one. I'm convinced that I should have just like delayed, like growing up, getting a house, like anything responsible. Because like, if you're just not responsible, you just like avoid doing anything that tells your elders that like you're growing up in life. They just assume that you're still the broken scavenger that you were in high school which i still am i just am in my yeah, own none of that has changed yeah no i oh, still am living in a fucking it. like i'm living in a 1400 square bedroom or a square foot house that i'm living in a one studio apartment because the rest of the house is covered in shit that i can't live in it's just dude but everyone like needs leftovers in their life man like that's yeah. the thing that's the crazy part. I don't I don't understand. If you cook every meal and eat it, you're first of all a fucking idiot. And second of all, stronger man than me. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you find that time in your day. Props to you. You probably eat healthier than I do. But Oh dude. I I eat so much Taco Bell, it's like not even funny. I don't it, even want to go back to it, like a, a sports hot take after this. <laughs> dude, I I would I would be livid too. Like that's such bullshit. Like, like I left, and you know what the fucking icing on the cake was of everything. And like uh, you know, like no I pie. love my no grandparents. Pie. I love my grandparents. My grandparents are awesome human beings, awesome people, and everything. And I know that this wasn't on purpose. Like we're at my grand aunt Terry's. We don't go to Aunt Terry's for Thanksgiving all that often. Blah blah blah. But like. We go to my, we're in Topeka. That's where my Aunt Terry lives. My parents also live in Topeka. So we just got to go across town. So my leftoverless grandma is like, you want to drive us to your uh, mom's house? And I'm like, I got to chauffeur you guys around when I got no leftovers <laughs> offered from you guys. Like, Jesus Christ. I'm just here to be like this responsible DD for my grandparents here, apparently. So right, you just gotten trashed at Thanksgiving. <laughs> next next Thanksgiving. It's coming. I'm, uh, Dude, I'm more than prepared. I, I, I'm so confounded. We, we, we're so far off the plot. I thought that, like, I was going to catch some flack for eating, like, week-old leftovers. And, like, I didn't catch any flack. And now I just feel bad for you. If the way Thanksgiving dinner is supposed to work, I am supposed to come home with more food than arrived to Thanksgiving. Not, like, not equal. Yeah. This, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, have you I ever still like ate funny and everything because I'm not like an idiot. Like I shit myself like multiple times during the day. But yeah, just despicable like first world problems that we run into. Hey, by the way, have you ever spatchcocked a turkey? Is it spatchcock? You take out like the spine of it and like lay it flat so it cooks more even. Mm -mm. Mom did that yeah, this year. Oh my God. Good turkey, shit. Turkey is disgusting. This is this is my hot take officially. Turkey is disgusting, but spatchcock turkey is good. Like so, regular ass turkey is just dry and like not appetizing. 
Nice. So, I got uh, two things to close the podcast out with. Neither of them are hot takes because I don't even want to go back to my sports hot take after we've, like, evolved down this way. God, he's pissed. He's so Um, fucking mad. First thing is a good thing. Um, I got this new grill outside that I couldn't have at my other place here. Uh, Got it for Christmas. Haven't been able to use it yet. Blah, blah, blah. What's the first thing that we like grill up on the on the new grill first time it's being used? Like how do we, how do we uh introduce I, I the, the hamburger? Muscle? Well, no, I have hamburger all the time. I'm talking like, you know, some high quality shit if I'm going to cook oh. it myself. Well, I would have probably so if it were me, I mean, if you want to be safe, steak would have been a good option, just really a nice high quality steak. I would have tried to go with ribs. Okay. I think I can figure out ribs. I can do that shit. Oh, but... you're looking for suggestions. Yeah, yeah. No, I, oh, I have yeah, nothing, dude, dude. I don't. Uh, I just yeah, had a so fridge yesterday. Grill? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say if it was like a grill with a smoker attachment, I would try. I would definitely do ribs. Um, I would try ribs. I would. I would Google some YouTube videos, and kind of see like what you can like do dude. with ribs on a grill. Okay. Yeah. I, I would try ribs. Ribs are delicious. Also, ri- ribs are delicious. Ribs are also a complete rip off. Yes, they are. Like, Meat to bone. It's like, oh, hey, this is like uh, five bucks a pound. And it's like, yeah, but like, and it weighs like five pounds, but it's because like the bone weighs like four. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, for real though, if you, this is. Like, I got to break in how- my person house. Huh? I got to break in the new house. That's like, that's what we got to accomplish here. Yeah, man. Like, I would go with ribs. I need to come up to the Mac house at some point. I don't know when that's going to be. Uh, Not going to be done, but that's okay. Well, when when is it going to be done? Because, like, I'm booked until, dog, I'm booked until, like, fucking February. Oh, no. Like, we're talking, uh, like, a couple years, like, a, a mm, the thing Ethan's house timeline with not Ethan's house work. Oh man. Oh geez. Okay. Well, how about this? You invite. You tell me. I'll I'll show up. How about? That? Well, yeah. No, we gotta. So we pulled all the carpet in the house. Um, I'm in a room that doesn't have carpet, but I have rugs put down so I can live in here and not feel like a fucking idiot. I'm pretty um, sure that's a hot take from a previous episode. Ru- no, no, no. I don't have any. I'm living on hardwood or not even hardwood. Oh, okay, okay. That. No, I remember now. Yeah, no, rug. the rugs are covering up legitimate just, like, wood that is put on the foundation of the house. Not, like, actual carpet that it's covering up like fucking idiots do. <laughs> um, The rest of the Fair house, point. I gotta pull up the rest of the staples. I gotta peel wallpaper. Then I gotta lay new flooring, paint where that wallpaper was. In this room, I'm actually gonna be standing in, or I'm sitting right now in what's eventually gonna become a master bathroom, and the rest of this is gonna turn into a master bedroom. So as you can see, this room that I'm in is actually just a little studio, and there's the rest of my house. But uh, let's see here. That direction, that dark hole over there, is the unfinished like half of the house. So we gotta we gotta the finish dark it. Dimension. Yeah. Uh, st- staple pulling zone is when we go over there but um no my other so besides the grilling um i just got a story for everybody since i am working on the house my dog's getting used to having a fenced in backyard um she can go inside outside through the doggy door i'm got at work um she fucking loves life at the same time it also gives a you know 
gives them freedom and me as the government that just wants to sit here and just like you know force down all the freedoms that my new dog is having figure out which ones are actually probably not okay uh leaving your tools out while your dog is home um is absolutely a freedom that your dog should not have i was uh i came home one night went to go pull staples realized my flathead screwdriver was gone luckily i have a like multiple of them so i just used a different one whatever moved on I was cooking food one night and uh, just like earlier this week, my dog comes into the house through the doggy door. I was, you know, neglecting her while I'm cooking dinner. So she decides she needs to go entertain herself in the backyard. I'm thinking like, oh, this is really good. Like she's actually using it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she goes, um, comes in from the backyard with a screwdriver that was missing from a couple days ago because she had buried it in the backyard and then had dug it back up where she had buried it. Um, so I have also found another screwdriver. Um, some a register cover which i'm pretty sure i sent you that snapchat that she had uh destroyed and drug outside other items of the house that had nothing to do with uh, a shoe um so the backyard has turned into our burial zone and she doesn't pick <laughs> just like she doesn't she's smart so she knows that i'm gonna like go to the last place where she buried something to check well now my backyard is just like a series of holes where Sydney is like put decoy holes to make sure that like when I like dig in the dirt, like there might be something there, but there might not be something there because Sydney is probably like, she's either dug something, buried it, and then like came back two hours later, redug it back up and buried it somewhere else. Like, I don't fucking know. She's just tilling my fucking lawn for me like a fucking disc. But <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that's the update. Yeah. I have all the screwdrivers. You should find a tree down back there. There's a tree in the uh, front lawn. The backyard's not like big enough to have a tree that I wouldn't think would eventually just be like a nuisance to society, my own society. Yeah, but like a nuisance in how many years? Oh, after I sell the house, I guess. But yeah, like that's the thing, right? Just get like uh, one of those like small little volunteer trees and just like plant it in a pot and let it grow and then transfer it over can be like or like just plant a seed or something it'll be like ah yeah see look at this like i bought this house and now this tree is like coming to life yeah i that's not a terrible idea i could go acquire a tree probably just go transplant steal a like small one from out in the woods and transplant it here but that's what i would do i wouldn't yeah. wait on like a seed or anything that would take goddamn forever yeah, I'll get a tree that's already got a little start on it. I could get a um oh what oh Jesus, I should know this top my I actually did that during COVID. I got like I like successfully like completely pulled out a volunteer tree like in my mom's garden, but then like win winter hit and all the leaves fell off and it just died. Um what are the oh Jesus Christ, I should know this. I've cut them so many times in our pasture. All the trees that pop pop up all over pastures if you just let them go. Everybody knows what I'm talking about here in Kansas. Yeah, I, I, that's that's what was in my mom's garden. But I should take one of those out and plant it in my backyard. That way, in like five years, half of my neighborhood has them growing everywhere because they grow wherever the fuck they want to, and they never stop, and they spread. One tree will grow 5,000 of them if you just let them go. So that's what I'm hey, going to do. Hey, man, that's evolution right there. Yep, that's evolution what I'm going to do to uh, uh, my neighborhood. Also, um, my... Uh, bumper on the front of my car that made an appearance two episodes ago it's back on the car it's duct taped up it's all good to go and immediately after it did it 
I parked at the new house. My neighbor, who presumably was not used to a car being parked across the street from where he lived, backed into the shitty bumper that was duct taped onto my car. He just managed to hit it exactly where the raccoon's head did and then went, parked his truck, came walking around thinking he had destroyed my bumper. And I told, I came outside not <laughs> helping at all, being like, you know, like, oh my God, man, what did you do to my bumper? Being a total asshole about it. And then like, uh, then when I had told him that I was just giving him shit, he didn't believe me to which I had to explain to him like, well, if you hit my bumper, the giant raccoon sized hole doesn't just delete. It's not just gone. It's not laying on the ground here. Like it is killing out on interstate some here between here and work. So like you are okay. Truthfully, like you just, hit my car in a giant hole in the bumper. Coincidentally. Yeah, that hole was already there. I promise. <laughs> That's probably way. thought that you were trying to, like, get out of it because you didn't have any fucking insurance or something. No, I had insurance on it, but I was just like, I mean, what's what's the insurance company going to do? Put it like it. Oh, I, yeah, you, you know. already, this hole already fucking existed. Never mind. Yeah. I was, no, no, it was, uh. Yeah, that's our that's our update. We are good to go. I'm excited for the game this weekend. Around yep. us uh, back full circle. Um, come back next weekend and this weekend with the Big 12 trophy. It's going to be fun. We'll make sure to uh, live tweet how many beers Trey's deleted. Yes. During the course of the pregame festivities. We'll make sure to – hopefully we'll take a picture of them with every empty beer can. Ooh, but, okay. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Get- that would be really funny. We could get some uh, reporting, you know, like the weatherman, where it's like really windy outside. You're getting blown all over the place. And you're speaking to the microphone. Trey is five beers deep right now. It is crazy out here. We can barely stand it. Shit is blowing everywhere. We can really like exaggerate. We should have, uh, we should have Angelica give us like a breakdown for the game. <laughs> As like, you can see you... on his sixth beer, it took him multi- more sips to finish this one. He's slowing down his well, I'm just saying like a legitimate weather report, except it'll just be like, yeah, it's in a fucking dome. So <laughs> conditions are ideal. Let's go. <laughs> I like it. Dude, oh, there is shit. nobody that works harder in this world than Odell Beckham Jr.'s agent and himself when he's not employed. <laughs> like, when he's Dude. employed, it's like, whatever. But Baker Mayfield is also a war criminal for yeah. uh, ruining Odell in, like, the little prime that he had. Um, okay. Um, last words. Uh, USA, USA, uh, on to the round of 16. They play at 9 in the fucking morning the same day as the K-State game, so we will not be watching that game. I know. State better than America. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) to that note, um, I don't care who the best player on the U.S. men's national team roster is. You can debate that to high heaven. Uh, Pulisic is our most important player. He's the most non-replaceable player. He is the guy that everything offensively is going to have to go through because we can't do anything offensively without him. So let's go uh, Team USA. There's nothing that warms my heart more than seeing chance at like this world tournament with people from all over the world. Seeing the U here in the USA chant during a game just fucking warms my fucking heart more than anything. It it takes it takes me to uh, Miracle on Ice. It yes. really does. 
Yeah. Like that's just, every time I hear a USA chant, that's all I think of is Miracle on Ice. It makes me so happy inside. And on that same uh, note, hearing it's called soccer also makes me equally happy. Inside. That was very funny. Um, basically, so to end end it here for the USA talk, uh, I wouldn't anticipate US, the United States beats Netherlands, but the United States defense has been pretty good this year. Pretty good this World Cup cycle. If you can get it to PKs, anything fucking happens. So, haven't given they can't up a score, World though. Cup. The the U.S. couldn't score in a whorehouse at this point, so yeah. you're looking you're looking to advance on PKs in a zero zero draw, pretty much. Yep, that's okay though. We are. Uh, I'm happy to be here, regardless of anything. We made it past the group stage. Oh, yeah. We're here. It's a young team, uh, second youngest team in the competition. They're in the round of sixteen. That's an accomplishment. Yep, and to the United States of America, to Kansas State football, go team. We're ready to go. We're ready. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the show today. Um, sorry for being haphazard and, you know, belligerent and everything else. We don't have a show sheet whenever Beans doesn't join because we're idiots. <laughs> that was a yes. sad little whimper of her realizing that her owner and a friend are dumb. My dad's an idiot. He loses screwdrivers. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, everyone. Thanks again for listening. If you want some merch, it'll be, uh, you know, in the link of our Twitter at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S. If you enjoyed this podcast, please continue to listen to us and share us and like us and subscribe to us and all sorts of stuff. Just wanted to give a special shout out to Corey Crosby. He sent me his Spotify wrapped today and we were his number one podcast. So to me, from me, and the rest of the Flyover fam, I want to congratulate Corey on being this year's number one fan. Fuck yeah. We're clapping for you, Corey. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> um, Honest to God, we should probably let Corey just get a free t-shirt. Probably. Yeah, we, yeah, we, could, Corey. we could do that yearly, you know, give away number one fan. Just uh... Yeah, that's what I'm doing. All right, Corey, you just need to DM. Yeah, just DM me or send me a snap. Once you listen to this and just uh, like, let me know what shirt you want on the uh, merch store. And then me, Gavin and beans will pitch in. We'll get you one. So, fuck yeah. So thanks again to Corey special shout out. Thanks again to all the, everyone else who's been listening all this time and bought merch. We really appreciate it. We can't believe that you guys enjoy our content that much. And it really, it's, it really makes us super thankful. And we're really excited to bring you guys even more. We're excited to bring you content from the Big 12 Championship. And thank you all again for listening. And another special shout-out to uh, John Zimmerman. Uh, he's in uh, Ohio right now. Raz up those Bengals fans. Go Chiefs. Go Cats. Go Hawks basketball, I suppose, at this point. And fuck Bosco, boys. Thank you all again for listening. God bless. We'll see you on the other side of the Big 12 title game.